Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome to another episode of the History AI Podcast. I'm Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we're diving deep into the life of a legend, Thomas Edward Lawrence, or as many know him, Lawrence of Arabia. But before he became a legend, he was just a boy from Tremadog, Wales. Born on August 16, 1888. And trust me, you're in for a ride today. Hold on to your camels, folks. Good one, Chuck. Let's kick off with his early life, shall we? Lawrence hailed from a fascinating family background. His father, Sir Thomas Chapman, was an Anglo-Irish aristocrat who left his wife for Lawrence's mother, Sarah Junor. They lived together as Mr. and Mrs. Lawrence, although they never officially married. That's quite scandalous for the time. But it's also a testament to their commitment. Lawrence was the second of five sons, which sounds like a handful. Especially for parents in the late 19th century. No Xbox to keep them occupied. True that. Lawrence was a smart lad, attending Oxford and excelling in history. But did you know he was an archaeologist too? That's right. Think of him as the real-life Indiana Jones, but with fewer whips and more Arabic poetry. Delving deeper into Lawrence's talents, it's truly mesmerizing how one man could wear so many hats. Not just an average Joe, he was an esteemed archaeologist, skilled military officer, shrewd diplomat, and an eloquent writer. Absolutely. As a writer, his magnum opus, The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, is still revered. It doesn't just depict his wartime experiences, but also offers readers a lens into his philosophical musings and the complex socio-political landscape of the Middle East. His fascination for archaeology pulled him to the Middle East well before the war. I remember reading about his digs in Karshamish, where he worked alongside Leonard Woolley, another prominent archaeologist. This wasn't just about uncovering relics from the past. It was about understanding civilizations, cultures, and the tapestry of human history. You hit the nail on the head, Marco. His time in Karchemish was transformative. Not only did he hone his archaeological skills, but he also became fluent in Arabic, striking deep friendships with locals and gaining insights into tribal dynamics and politics. There's a story of him living in tents amidst severe conditions, facing sandstorms and extreme temperatures, all for his love of discovery. By the time World War I came knocking, Lawrence wasn't just familiar with the geography of the Middle East, but he had an emotional and intellectual bond with its people and its history. And this bond wasn't just academic. Remember those tales of him living with the Bedouin tribes, sharing meals, listening to their stories, and even participating in their ceremonies? Absolutely. It was this profound understanding and deep-rooted connection to the land, and its people that would soon prove invaluable when geopolitical tensions escalated. As World War I unfolded, the Middle East became a crucial battleground, especially with the Ottoman Empire aligned with the Central Powers. Lawrence, with his in-depth understanding of the region, became a key asset for the British. And he didn't just serve as a traditional officer, right? He was co-opted by British intelligence due to his extensive knowledge and linguistic skills, making him quite the James Bond of his time. Precisely. Lawrence quickly realized that conventional warfare wouldn't work in the desert terrains of the Middle East against a well-entrenched enemy. Instead, he employed guerrilla warfare, an unconventional tactic for that period. Guerrilla warfare, in simple terms, is like asymmetric warfare. Instead of facing the enemy head-on, you hit them where they least expect, using the element of surprise. 
It's a bit like being a boxer who ducks and weaves instead of just throwing punches. Lawrence and his Arab allies, especially the Bedouin tribesmen, employed these tactics to perfection. They would engage in hit-and-run raids, sabotaging railways, blowing up bridges, and then disappearing into the vastness of the desert, making it almost impossible for the Ottomans to retaliate effectively. It wasn't just about the physical tactics though. Lawrence was also adept at psychological warfare. He fostered unity among various Arab tribes, emphasizing their shared goal of independence from the Ottomans. True. He was as much a diplomat as he was a strategist. Building alliances, managing tribal politics, ensuring supplies, he played a multifaceted role. And it's incredible how he utilized the desert, a harsh, unforgiving terrain, to his advantage. The vast, seemingly empty spaces became his playground. It was like home alone, but in the desert and with real stakes. I can just imagine Lawrence setting up booby traps with dates and camels. Lawrence's role in World War I wasn't just about his tactics. His involvement was punctuated by a series of pivotal events that had profound implications on the course of the war in the Middle East. Oh, absolutely. One of the most iconic of these was the capture of Aqaba. This was a fortified port, heavily guarded and deemed nearly impenetrable. The Ottomans were confident that it was safe, especially given its location bordered by deserts and mountains. Right, the Ottomans believed that any attack would come from the sea. But Lawrence had other plans. Instead of a direct assault, he and his Arab allies took a perilous route, trekking through the Nafud Desert, a journey thought to be impossible due to its scorching heat and treacherous terrain. That was pure audacity. To bypass the main defenses, approach the town from the rear, and catch the Ottoman garrison completely off guard? Genius. Indeed, and the siege itself was brief. The surprise was total, and the Ottomans were quickly overwhelmed. This victory wasn't just strategic. The capture of Aqaba was a huge morale boost for the Arab forces. It signaled a shift in momentum and proved that the Arab revolt was a force to be reckoned with. Another significant event was the Battle of Tafali. This was a direct confrontation, a rarity for Lawrence and his guerrilla tactics. Yet, despite being outnumbered, Lawrence's forces managed to defeat a larger Ottoman army. This victory earned Lawrence a promotion and even more respect among his Arab allies. And let's not forget his role in the sabotage of the Hejaz Railway. This railway was vital for the Ottomans, allowing them to move troops and supplies. By disrupting it, Lawrence effectively crippled their ability to reinforce and resupply their garrisons. So, in essence, Lawrence wasn't just fighting battles, he was orchestrating a symphony of strategic moves, each carefully planned to bring the Arab forces closer to their goal of independence. Before we dive further, a word from our sponsor. From the mind behind the History AI podcast comes an electrifying journey into the past. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Dive into a tale where Benjamin Franklin, America's beloved inventor, takes an unexpected journey through time. But with his leap, he unleashes a powerful ripple. Now, with dark forces lurking in the shadows, harnessing this energy to shatter and enslave the world, it's a race against time. Will Franklin fix the future? Or will history rewrite itself? Uncover the secrets. A ripple through time, Franklin's folly. Time has never been more fragile. On Amazon presale now. Lawrence's importance wasn't just in his military tactics. Post-war, he played a significant role in reshaping the Middle East during the Paris Peace Conference. He advocated for Arab independence, a cause he was truly passionate about. 
and although not everything went as he hoped, his efforts did lead to the establishment of new nations like Iraq and Transjordan. His life was also tragically short. He died in a motorcycle accident in 1935. But his legacy, both in literature and the geopolitical landscape, is still felt today. He was an enigma, a scholar-warrior, whose life, though short, was fuller than most. So, the next time you think about Lawrence of Arabia, remember there's more to him than just the epic movie or his wartime escapades. He was a complex man who lived in complex times. And that wraps up our deep dive into the life of Thomas Edward Lawrence. Marco, always a pleasure. Likewise Chuck. And thank you to our listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. We'll be back with more history tales. Until then, keep exploring, keep questioning, and always keep laughing. Take care everyone.